Alright, alright, alright. Good afternoon, Depth 45 and cadets and civilians around the world. I am Cadet Major Jordan Spice Daly, and I am joined today by Cadet Major Stephen Ice Vandermeer, as well as with two special guests here for the Detachment 485 official podcast, the Ice and Spice podcast. Our first guest, he is the commander of the detachment, our detachment, Air Force ROTC Detachment 485, 190 College Avenue, New Brunswick, New Jersey, Northeast Region. Lieutenant Colonel Kyle hey guys, J. I, I, Smith. I so Good afternoon, sir. And, and Welcome to the show. Here. I am uh, broadcasting from home. I have my cloth mask on to prevent any kind of micro droplets from getting to the microphone. So appreciate you guys having me on. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for joining, sir. We are Heck we yeah. are overzealous to have you here. <laughs> oh. And our second guest, he is the he is the commander Heck of yeah. Charlie Flight here in the spring 2020 um, Detachment 45 Cadet Wing. Cadet Captain Shrikant. What's going Degarajan. on, gentlemen? Good afternoon. Hello, hello. And as introduced, this is the Ice and Spice broadcast where ice gives you the ice, I give you the spice, and between the two of us, we make everything nice. All right, on to you, Vandermeer. What do we got? Awesome. Thanks, Daly. So to start us off, what we're going to be talking about today, we just had a wonderful welcome by that Major Daly there. We're going to have a little conversation with Lieutenant Colonel Smet in just a couple seconds, and then after that, we're going to follow up with some weekly announcements for the wing, followed by Dave Arajan. He's going to talk a little bit about transition from GMC to POC and we're going to finish up with coronavirus and resiliency talk. So without further ado, Lieutenant Colonel Smet, I'm going to pose the first question to you, sir. And it comes from Second Lieutenant Groisman. His question is what are your three favorite virtues as a leader and can you, can you elaborate My three on favorite them? virtues of a leader, okay? While I, uh, while that uh, kind of turns into my head first of all once again thanks to you guys for number one coming up with this podcast i I think this is a fantastic thing uh i would love to see it continue on uh this is uh this is a tough time for everybody so uh stuff like this really really helps out uh and i appreciate you guys having me on uh so once again the question was the the my three most important traits of leadership is that correct yes okay so i think the, the first one and you already said it is uh resiliency um, you have to be able to kind of know who you are as a person um, to be able to uh, persevere through tough times. So uh, like I tell a lot of the FTP cadets, uh, if you have a difficult time uh, leading other people, if you don't know who you are, and if you don't know who you are, uh, you're, you're not going to be persevering. You're not going to be able to lead other people. Uh, so I think uh, perseverance is, is number one. Uh, number two is, is being a, uh, I think, being selfless, selfless. Uh, I, I've worked for some, uh, you know, uh, bad leaders who just like to talk about themselves. And I've worked for some great leaders who, who taught me the value of you versus I. So uh, what I try to do as much as I can is, is make everything that we do with the detachment uh, about you guys. Um, and of course, I uh, uploaded that video the other day to kind of show you how I keep centered. And of course, Captain Marinelli was quick to, to pick on me and say, you're just showing off. And I said, well, you know, I, I just like to show what, what I do. And the intent was to kind of uh, see what you guys do. So I wanted to I wanted to kick it off 
uh, because it is at the end of the day about about you guys and about uh, uh, commissioning uh, you as uh, leaders in the force. Um, let's see, my my number three uh, top trait of leadership uh, would would probably have to come down to history, I guess. Uh, there there are no challenges that we're facing that that haven't already been faced before. The tough times that we're going through right now, somebody else has has been through these times and they've solved these problems. Uh, I just finished uh, Secretary Mattis's book, uh, Learning to Lead, and he, uh, in 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 very simple and profound language, was able to illustrate how there's no problems that we're facing today that 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 haven't already been faced, and you have to look at the problems that we face today through the lens of history, uh, study. Uh, leaders from the past and learn how they uh, solve problems, how they tackled some of these uh, challenges. So all of my seniors right now are reading, are, are reading leadership books and the different uh, uh, reflection papers that they write tie into those leadership books because we have to take lessons uh, from the past. So uh, being, being selfless, being uh, perseverant and, and looking at problems through the lens of history, I think are uh, at least the, the three top things that I can think of right now. Great question. Awesome. Thank you very much, sir. If I may have something to quickly to add on to that. Um, <laughs> sir, yeah, I totally agree with all three of your points. Uh, and also as a history major, um, I can definitely agree with the last one, you know. Um, one of my greatest professors I've ever had, Professor Grapaldi from the War, Peace, and U.S. military class that I took last semester. Um, he's an awesome guy, and also he told me a lot of stuff. And also, of course, um, we've all heard the common phrase that history repeats itself. He says that that is um, like that that is incorrect. But a more accurate phrase would be history does not repeat, but it does rhyme. So while sure this may be the first time that a global pandemic has hit the United States um, in recent times that is like this, um, it's not the first time that, a, that we've had to deal with a pandemic um, in this country. You know, there's a 1918 one. And also many of the smaller things that are happening, like massive unemployment, um, just general like poor mood and morale and depression, those things we've hit multiple times in this country have had to deal with. So I can definitely agree with your final point, sir. And uh, yeah, having that additional context from history and just um, knowing how every all of that stuff just connects each other with the abstract concepts, it's definitely extremely Yeah, great point. Useful. We, uh, liber yeah, we liberal history. arts majors have to stick together. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And it's crazy to look around and say, wow, we are living through history, gentlemen. And it's it's going to be cool to look back on this 5, oh, yeah. 10, 20 years from now and say, oh, yeah, I, I remember, you know, the quarantine of 2020. Yep. Awesome, I'm totally awesome going to write a book on this. I'm going to write a book on this and it's going to be amazing. Absolutely. Cadet David Rajan, go ahead with sure. some of your um, questions. So this one's kind of off the cuff, just based off um, what the commander just said. Sir, do you have any leadership books or resources that are more not as known? Like, I feel like when we're recommended stuff, I feel like Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek come up pretty often. But do you have any really good leadership books that you feel like deserve some more praise? My favorite book uh, by far on leadership is, is The Killer Angels uh, by, uh, I think it's uh, Jeff Shara. Um, and if I got his first name wrong, uh, wrong then somebody can call me out in public. Um, 
So it's a uh, it's a historical fiction book about the Battle of Gettysburg, as told from multiple points of view,、uh, specifically Chamberlain,、uh, Robert E. Lee,、um, and what it does in in a very、uh, profound way is it walks you through the decision calculus that these men. Had to make in light of losing thousands of their own people, and and the simple calculus that comes with winning a battle versus the cost of life, and and the cost of one's own soul, and and what that means.、Uh, it's it's a, a very profound book, and I actually read it after I first time because it it had such an effect on me.、Um, I, I went back and I and I researched the the author who had a similar situation where he visited Gettysburg. It had a profound effect on him, and he spent years researching、uh, and and writing this book. and And the great thing about the book is that you don't have to be a history buff. You don't have to really know a lot about the battle because it's told in such human terms. And leadership is such a human element,、um, and and the choices that they had to make, you know, back in the, back in 1863, the Choices could could mean the difference between hundreds of people dying or thousands of people dying. And,、uh, fortunately, I, I haven't been put in that type of situation, but it but it walks you through how those decisions were made. So if anybody gets a chance, the Killer Angels、uh, Pulitzer Prize winning book, super super easy to read. It's not super thick with、uh, history, but it's definitely one of my favorites. Great question. Awesome.、Um, I have、um, some more. If anyone else wants to take a shot first. You got it. I got I got one question here. That's that's not so you know depth on leadership, but sir, as as an Air Force pilot or in flying a B fifty two, how do you、the、feel、movie? about Top Gun?、Mm. Oh, change changed my life. The movie, yes, sir. My life. I remember <laughs> I remember where I was in nineteen eighty six when that movie came out. I was in the front row. And this was back before they had assigned seating, right? So I front row. I had my tub of popcorn, and I remember looking up at the screen, and my jaw is just open. So of course I have a nine-year-old now who has seen the movie, and he just says, "Dad, Top Gun is a movie about showering." And I, I'm like, "Well, <laughs> a lot more showers I think, than, than what we normally did in, in the airplane." But I, I'm telling you, you you watch that movie. Um, and and the Navy got it right. What a recruiting tool! And of course, the Air Force's answer was、uh, Iron Eagle.、Um, not quite as profound or successful, right? But uh, uh, it's 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 the one thing that we've got, and we'll hold on to it. I think the other good Air Force movie is Transformers, <laughs> because they had yes, yes. So it、uh, is, it is great close air support. Oh yeah, we we can't do this without the Air Force, you know. Versus Iron Eagle, where you know I got to do it my way, Chappy.、Uh, okay, it's not. Not quite as cool.、Uh, to answer your question, Top Gun,、uh, I I can't wait for Maverick. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna be right there. I think in the front row with just a huge grin on my face. Yes, sir. Absolutely. I think me and my me and my father are, are opting to go into. There's an IMAX theater right over in Philly, and I think that's gonna be where we're gonna experience it. You know, yeah, totally. Like, full effect. And. Yeah, for me,、um, my like,、um, oh yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, for me, sir,、um, my like, my like top fire fighter like aircraft movies were、um, Red Tails.、Uh, there was also the one Tuskegee Airmen that had the、um, actor who plays Morpheus in the Matrix and、um, Fly Boys. Fly Boys was an especially cool one because、um, they go back that one all the way back to like World War One, 
with um the last I, I showed uh, Memphis Bell to the seniors the other day. Uh, old uh, uh, movie that Ooh, takes place during too. World War II came out I think in the in the mid '90s. Uh, another uh, great movie. Of course, I'm a bomber guy, so I'm a, I'm a little bit biased. <laughs> Of course, of course. Uh, yep. Sure. Um, so, sir, uh, what's the best benefit of being in the military that most people don't really realize until later on? So, stability. Um, and I think that's more uh, relevant now than ever. You've got such a booming economy where you kind of look around and you go, am, am I really doing the right thing? I'm going in the military. You know, I could be making three times as much if I went to go work for you know, Google or Dell computer or whatever. But then you realize that um, the one thing that this constant about about this nation, about our country is that the bad guys aren't aren't going away. The bad guys are getting smarter. It's uh, true. They're 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 taking our lead. They're they're surpassing some areas. So there is no uh, fear of uh, losing the the stability of national defense versus a private sector where you know you kind of have the the ebb and flow of of the economy amongst other things so i i have never woken up and worried about my job um and also there's that you know uh pride of service as you guys know i mean you got you got leave you got paid leave uh you have your uh, medical and dental is paid for and always kind of amazes me whenever i go get my teeth cleaned i'm like all right here here i am and they do the thing and then i'm like all right bye and i've never fork over a dime uh, same thing with any kind of medical expenses i think when we had our uh our middle daughter it cost us i think ten dollars um so i i i have never worried about not having a job uh but of course we're all working hard to to try to put put us out of a job right we're, we're working hard to uh keep the bad guys at bay but uh yep. unfortunately i don't uh, i don't see our job going away anytime soon so uh stability i think is uh is the answer to your question that's a great answer. Fantastic. And uh, I have to ask this one, sir. How did you get into um, competitive pinball? Oh, my gosh. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a huge pinball nerd. In fact, uh, I'm on a couple of other podcasts. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> um, where, where I do talk about some of that stuff. I bought a pinball machine on Craigslist about eight years ago, the F-14. OK, so we talk about Top Gun, right? The first game I bought was called F-14 Tomcat. Uh, yep. by the great uh, pinball designer Steve Ritchie. I got it home, I turned it on, and it didn't turn on. And I had no idea what happened. So I called the guy, I was super pissed, and I said, what did you sell me? And he goes, you need to turn it on, dude. <laughs> oh, okay. And I turned it on, and I've been hooked ever since. So I uh, bought that game, fixed it up, uh, flipped it for a small profit, bought another one, bought another one. And then, uh, so over the years, I've had about 30, and I've uh, I enjoy... Uh, I like, you know, games, you know, uh, uh, video games, old school games, all that type of stuff. But uh, uh, pinball is really the complete package. You've got um, uh, mechanics, you've got engineering, you've got art, you've got music, you've got lights, you've got sounds, you've got rules, and you have just the aesthetic of it's it's you uh, either versus that silver ball or, or with the ball when you're having a good game. So <laughs> I just I just really enjoy it. It's one of my one of my things that keeps me centered. I believe we have time for one more question if anyone has any final questions well I don't have a question but I will say sir you did make many of us POC on envious when you 
sent out that uh, video because like we were all like, oh man, why don't we have like arcade machines? No, that that is certainly not something that I went out last week and and bought. Uh, Those movies I've been collecting for for 25 years, and and these uh, it's 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 taken me eight years to get that that many pinball games, and I have a very patient wife who just kind of rolls her eyes every time I bring home some new doodads. So all that stuff has taken me a long time to um, uh, build up. Um, but but it's fun. So, uh, you know, I certainly wish I had a, a cheaper or lighter hobby, but unfortunately I don't. Sir, it must be tough every time you PCS. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I wrap up the games myself and every time the movers come, I, I, I plead with the movers. I go, please, I don't care about any of my other stuff. I don't care about my <laughs> Please don't hurt my games. And fortunately, after many, many moves, none of them have ever been damaged. Knock on wood. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you very much, Lieutenant Colonel Smet, for fielding our questions. It's always awesome to hear your perspective and some of your leadership advice for the cadets who may be AS100s just coming into the program all the way up to our AS400s who are commissioning within the next month or so. So with that being said, we're going to jump right into the announcements, a quick overview here of what's going on in the wing. So next week we have week leadership. 11. Week 11, yep. We have Lee Lab 11, Operation Azimuth, where we're going to be going over some of land navigation techniques that you're going to be learning down at field training. This was going to be actually a joint lab with the Army. However, complications have a. Just a massive 200 person Zoom we conference. Have our. Yep. <laughs> but we're making it work. We're making it work. Grooming standards clarifications. Please see the announcements for Cadet Colonel Ozlod's announcement regarding grooming standards and how they have been relaxed but are still being enforced. So I can't grow a beard? No, unfortunately Uh not. Keep up doing your PT. Everyone's doing a great job. And honestly, PT Mm -hmm. has really helped you know, I know for doing an hour and a half of cumulative running per week for myself has improved my running ability because that's probably more than I've ever ran in a week before. Absolutely. I, I don't know. You guys feel the same way? Oh, yeah, absolutely. By the end of this semester, I fully expect that I'm going to be able to lap Banis at least and once. Then, and on then the you're at the hospital. Run. <laughs> Knock on wood. Yes. Yep. It's good to get those yeah. runs in, so you avoid it'll the be quarantine. Worth it. Fifteen, right? If, if if you're made to go out and do some calisthenics and running and stuff, you avoid eating cookie dough on the couch like I've been doing. Yes, sir. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh yeah, so, actually, um, yeah, running is gonna be pretty interesting soon because, like, of course, there's a talk about how a national um, policy might be implemented that we all have to wear a mask or at least a facial covering. Um, but I'm pretty sure that if that comes out, we'll be able to improvise a way around it or we'll just all have to do laps in our backyard. Or so the CDC or, came out yeah, yesterday and recommended like a, cl- a non-medical cloth mask anytime you're in a public place like the grocery store or any place that you can't maintain social distancing. So I uh, got my uh, shemag from Afghanistan last night. And I look right here every time I want to go to Costco. So um, nice. it, it, it is recommended by the White House and the CDC that you do wear some kind of cloth covering over your mouth. That's an interesting uh, Costco trip. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm either robbing a bank or I'm buying toilet paper. One of the two. 
Toilet paper is today's gold. Yeah, really. You know, I traded mm-hmm. some uh, rolls of toilet paper for, for cash in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> right. Going yeah, like a lot of people, a lot of people are like, oh no, this is like the crazy apocalypse, pandemic, whatever. People are fighting for toilet paper, but I'm like, this is nice. Like, it's this is like a pretty good movie plot if you think about it. Um, just like the entire crazy stuff going on, fighting for toilet paper. I don't know. I'm kind of crazy. Yeah. So, talking about health, please, if you haven't already, fill out the health and wellness survey and the announcements for Cadet Lieutenant Colonel Ogunsami. The North Jersey Regional Science Fair will be held on Friday, April 17th from 1800 to 2030 and Friday, April 24th, 1800 to 2030. So if you're interested, sign up in the announcements. Uh, The weekly faith group, so starting this past Wednesday, uh, we'll be conducting a weekly Wednesday night faith group slash Bible study over Zoom. So if you're interested, please join the group me that is linked in the announcements as class videos as we talked about last week for the awards ceremony we're going to be doing videos and slideshows from each as class to reflect on some of the memories you've had from your 100 year all the way up to your 400 year these are due 17 april close of business uh we have morale corner here so cadet second lieutenant groisman has linked in the announcements the ROTC Book Club, which the group me started on Wednesday, and the online chess tournament, which is coming up on the 10th of April. The Wing Aviation Lessons and Discussions, led by Cadet Captain Bannis and Cadet Second Lieutenant Aurora, will be starting Monday, April 6th at 2000. So if you're interested in flying, you're interested in talking about the AFOQT or the TBAS, they are great resources to talk about this information with. Me Monday. So Mondays, we will be posting AFROTC related memes to you know boost morale among the wing and everyone who follows our Instagram and Facebook pages. So please send them over to me, my email, Cadet Major Vandermeer, or reach out to me via GroupMe. I am open to all memes, however, they must be appropriate and tasteful. Okay, all shout out to Cadet Nat for his meme last week. And Do those get posted to uh, I Insta or what? I guess I, I haven't like seen any, but I'm not uh, big into the socials. They will be posted on Instagram on the story, and it should be linked also to the the Facebook stories too. So you can view it on Facebook or Instagram. I double checked that yesterday on the Instagram account just to make sure we're posting both to Instagram and Facebook. So if if you don't see any on Monday, please let me know and I will fix that right away so everyone can see it on every social media platform. Lastly, I'm gonna let Cadet Major Daily kind of talk about some of the Debt 45 Minecraft server updates. All right, yeah, the Debt 45 Minecraft server, not too many new updates, but um, we are trying to look to improve the server. Um, currently, we've noticed that there are a few technical glitches that happen. Um, one technical glitch is when we um, have our first Hunger Games yesterday. Um, we noticed that the warps were broken, so those are going to get fixed up pretty easy real quick. So it'll definitely be ready by next Friday. But we're also trying to see if um, we can get a Minecraft Realms server set up instead of the current default Minecraft server that we have set up. 
that way um we can just have more mini games and also in general it will run with more smoothly on the computer so it'll be a better overall experience for all of us so if you have any knowledge or experience about minecraft realms feel free to shoot me an email um on me call boss or jcd198 at scarletmail.buckers.edu um but yeah that's all that we really got also um as a side note there are a few other morale initiatives that we're going to be that we're currently looking into just doing some background research on before we launch them the first of which is pokemon um is a pokemon mmo which for those of you who don't know means massively multiplayer online we're looking into that because there's multiple services and games that we can do with that online it would just be really cool because there would be a free-to-play game that we'd all be able to do online and Love me pokemon's pokemon. pretty popular right gentlemen you've all heard of pokemon uh, okay yeah pokemon um yeah. So and that's all finally, I got. Yeah. Finally, we have the last announcement, which is the workout resources. So gyms are closed. So in the announcements, there is a long, lengthy list of a whole bunch of different workout programs. There's yoga. Uh, Peloton up here is the first one. It's not just for biking. Anyone can use it. So check those out if you are interested in looking to mix up your weekly workout for calisthenics or running. So at this time, after we're done announcements, I'm going to shoot on over to Cadet Captain Dave Arajan, who has sure. a wonderful um, So this is just a general conversation with everyone, but I'd like to um, talk about the transition from GMC to POC life. Uh, I remember getting off after field training the bus to Maxwell like it was yesterday. I'm sure Vandermeer and Daly can agree. Um, and I remember the first couple of weeks mm -hmm. as a POC cadet just being very lost because it's it, it is definitely a transition because all of a sudden this whole like weight of responsibility is thrust on your shoulders and that's not necessarily a bad thing we're going to be well hopefully we'll be commissioned officers in the air force and we're going to have a lot of more responsibility on us so it's good to get used to it now but um um, uh, Vandermeer and Daly and also um, Lieutenant Colonel Smet, sir, if you'd like to touch upon this um, through whatever anecdote you'd like to use, um, what were some of the difficulties that you found from transitioning from being a GMC cadet all of a sudden to a POC cadet where things are expected of you? I can go first on that one. So I'll go after. I remember I was a flight commander in the fall. And I very, very, very much remember the first day of NCOP where we were in, on Bush in the chemistry building and I just met my flight for the first time. And I, I remember sitting there seeing everyone just looking at me, waiting, waiting for me to do something. And that's when it really sunk in. I was like, wow two months ago I was on the other side of this and now I'm the one who has to step up and and lead and right from there from the get-go I I got hooked it was it was like this adrenaline rush and it's been something that I've been you know craving to be better on every single week but the transition itself like you said was very very big at first and you kind of felt lost for a second but mm -hmm. once you see your people's successes and people really enjoying themselves, 
because of the work you're doing as their flight commander or their squadron commander, it's like, wow, man, that feels great. Like, how can I, how, how can I do this more? There's no better so that's, feeling. That's than the that. biggest transition really? I saw. Daily? No, yeah. not, not at all. For me, the analogy that I'd use, I'd say it's like going from being a bee in the beehive to the queen of the colony. Because, like, as a GMC, um, both um, AS100 and AS200 year, uh, yeah, we were all mixed in with each other in just, like, one flight. We were expected to be completely devoted to, like, the collective and unity and um, just, like, supporting whoever was flight commander. Um, but once you switched, um, transitioned over to POC, yeah, it wasn't necessarily like that. Sure, we had um, wing, we did have, like, a, still a strong wingman concept, but when you have your POC job, whether it be, like, DCO, Mm-hmm. Um, flight command or whatever you're expected to take initiative and um get your job done because there's a lot of people depending on um you getting your job right just like um with like the queen of the fiat colony um analogy that i made so you have to make sure that you are on point from the first day that you step in the door as a poc cadet and you need to make sure that when you're doing your job you're also doing it in a proper and professional manner because all of the other bees or gmc in this case who are looking at you they're going to be seeing your um your leadership as an example so um if you don't do if you like mess up then they will see that and also if you just continue messing up and continue a poor behavior of that regard they're going to take your example as a standard um and they're going to run with it so yeah you need to make sure that you're setting the example and that you're taking the initiative to get your job done and you're leading by example um honestly when i yeah for me the first day that I was GMC, that I was a POC. I was just like Vandermeer, I was super like excited about it. Cause like, I was like, all right, yeah, I've gone through my years as a GMC. I finally earned my popping wings. Um, now I am at, now um, I have been like baptized to the point of where I'm now a POC. And I am one of the um, upperclassmen cadets. So I definitely felt like it was my duty to take ownership of that. And um, yeah, I just tried my best at it. I knew I wouldn't get it perfect, and I did screw up um, at my DCO job a couple times, For sure. um, as we all did at our job at one point or another. But hey, um, I had fun uh, with it. one thing I'd like to add to that is, um, so, yeah. for any of the 200s listening, I have a list of tips here. Um, one of the biggest ones I have is be forgiving of yourself and find your leadership style. Right. So um, when I first began as a POC, I didn't really know my leadership style, and I like to think I'm a pretty passionate guy, so I think I kind of took on a leadership style that I thought I enjoyed, which was being intense, always squared away. But then I realized there's more to leadership than just that. So take some time to find the leadership style that really speaks to you and always think, hey, is this the type of leader that I want to be? Because I remember a field training, um, there was a captain um, that was talking to us and she said, the leader that you mold yourself to be in ROTC are the same traits you're going to carry over to active duty. And that really stuck with me. Um, another thing is be forgiving. Um, yes, you're expected more of yourself as a POC and you should take that responsibility seriously and hold yourself to a higher standard, but you're going to make mistakes sooner rather sooner or later. It's going to happen. Be forgiving and be okay with yourself that, Hey, I messed up. That's fine. Let's, reload let's recalibrate and let's fix this instead of thinking oh man i'm gonna get down on myself it's all right so those are two of the biggest things that i have 
Um, I can get to the other ones right after this, but um, any other comments anyone like to add? No, that's great. I got a, I got a quick one if you guys don't mind. When, when of course back from uh, field training, I, I remember three things very clearly. Um, the first thing was actually the, the day I got to field training uh, was a CTA was walking down the hall and he's one of these big stocky guys and he's got those clicky things in his heels. So every time you walked, it's like that click, 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 look at him. And he goes, welcome home. And I thought, oh my God, here yeah, we cheaters. go. Um, field training was, was super long back then. Uh, fin- finished field training. And I went to my job. I was in a civilian job, and this army recruiter walks up to me. I used to work at a movie theater. He's like, "Hey, boy, you want to join the army?" And I said, "No, sir. I'm going to be an Air Force officer." And I and I remember feeling very proud um, that I had finished field training, and I actually had there was some light at the end of the tunnel. And then the third thing I remember is before I went to field training, they go, um, "Hey, what what job do you want when you come back?" And I said, "I don't want to be a flight commander," and I didn't. Um, and they go, okay. So I went to field training. I did pretty well. I came back and they go, you're going to be a flight commander. And I went, all right. <laughs> and I really um, enjoyed helping people as uh, Cadet Dave Rajan said. I, I just, I wanted, I wanted to, to kind of de- demystify and uh, help folks through that next process. And as a 300 kind of helping out the 200s who were getting ready to go to field training, that, that really helped me out. And Cadet Dave Rajan, man, you couldn't have had a better segue, develop your leadership style. So as I tell all my um, cadets that uh, during our counseling session, so my, my top three priorities for everybody, brilliant at the basics, ready for field training, and you nailed it, develop your leadership style. I couldn't have said it better. Thank you, sir. Um, and some other tips, um, any daily Vandermeer, or, um, sir, please cut in whenever. But um, some of the other tips I have are, um, start honing in that time management because as a POC, um, you're gonna be responsible for metrics, you're gonna be responsible for hot washes, you're gonna be waking up earlier and staying a bit later than um, you were your GMC years. So it's gonna be on you to take care of all the business, right? Like I remember um, Captain Stevens um, for the 100s, she was um, previous operations flight commander here. Um, she said, control, control your environment or control what you can control. And that was, I, that's what I remember her saying consistently. And it's always on you to control um, your classes, control how you're doing in ROTC and make sure that you're squared away and getting your work done. Because as a POC, it's about working as a team, right? Making sure that you're squared away is just one cog in the wheel and it just helps keep that machine churning. So it's extra responsibility, it's increased work but there's no better way to improve that time management than through just putting it through the fire and having 10 things do and then working at it one by one. So it's an invaluable skill and you really improve on it your POC years. And um, another, I think the final one I really have is kind of a main point here is mentorship. Um, we've all been very, very lucky here at Dead45 to have fantastic mentors. Uh, I still, have mentors who graduated who I talk to um, pretty regularly and they've been an invaluable resource about active duty life and just as a person as a whole and so one of the quotes I want to leave with here is be the POC that you wanted or you looked up to right like if there's a POC that you really looked up to or you currently do look up to try to emulate those traits try to emulate what they did right or what they did wrong and um, if you if you didn't really have a POC you were looking up to, be the POC that you wish you had when you're going through your GMC years. Because 
it's good to have a vision where you want to where you want to see yourself um, when you're a POC cadet and developing those traits as time goes on. That's great. Absolutely. All right. Well, it looks like we have about 10 minutes left. And I know Daly has his coronavirus and resiliency update for week number two. So without further ado, you're on the clock. All right. Well, yeah. So so with my last week's podcast, I went into detail about how um, this entire coronavirus situation that we're in has a lot of people panicking and going crazy and um but in this this week i want to give some more reassurance um i want to make sure that all of our people at dip 45 um know what's going on and also i want to give some optimism because the fact of the matter is that yeah this is a crisis and yeah we do ought to be concerned but this is no time to get down in the dumps about um what's going on and also honestly right now is the time for us to band together as a detachment and um persevere through this difficult time so I have a couple of um, interesting things that I was just like able to that I observed over the past couple of weeks. Um, first, Yo-Yo Ma, the famous American um, musician who has 90 albums and won 18 Grammys, has been publishing multiple songs on his Twitter um, account, um, videos of him playing the cello, and he um, and they're all part of like an album that he's doing or a series that he's doing called Songs of Comfort. So if at any time any of you want to take a listen to him. Um, I highly recommend it. I listened to a couple of them. Um, they're very calming, very awesome um, tunes and songs. So you should definitely do that. Um, if you want to make a Jody about the coronavirus, I recommend uh, you do. Because afterwards, um, we're all going to be able to have a nice laugh about how we survived through this. And it'll be an interesting story to tell. I'm making my own. But um, yeah, they're currently a work in progress. As for... Um, what's going on in the greater world and all over America. Last week, we talked about how badly New Orleans was hit. Um, now Louisiana, all of Louisiana is taking a huge bunch of the, the attack. Well, yeah, a huge bunch of the coronavirus. And um, all over the nation, the situation has definitely gotten a lot worse. Last week, we talked about um, 3.3 million infections. This week, no, this 3.3 thousand infections. Um, now this week, yeah, 3.3 million, I believe it was. Um, now we've passed 6.6 million um, this week, and the U.S. is now the epicenter of the coronavirus um, pand- pandemic um, anywhere in the world. But there is still some hope. For example, um, the oldest survivor of the coronavirus is a World War II veteran named Bill um, Lapshis, who lives in Lebanon, Oregon. Just last April 1st, he had his 104th birthday. Um, and also he was also celebrating how he was able to successfully recover from a mild or moderate Fantastic. case of the coronavirus. So there's some hope, everyone. Um, yeah, just keep your heads high. And uh, honestly, just keep rolling with the punches. Can't put uh, any better than you tough. said, Daily. You got anything to add, gentlemen? All right. Also on April first, um, we celebrated a special birthday by uh, well, the birthday yeah. of hey, happy our birthday. very happy own birthday. Ice Stephen Ice Vandermeer. So, <laughs> happy birthday, Vandermeer! Awesome. Yeah, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, sure, um, I appreciate it. Uh, number one, you, so, you said Cosmet, it. You had something to say? Fantastic, uh, Cadet Daly. That was uh, uh, that was spot on. Um, the the only piggyback I will have to that is I've I've, I've got uh, three quick things. Number one, as you said, um, for for everybody, let's remain calm. Uh, 
as as officers, as leaders, you're expected to be the calm voice in the room, and and to speak um, with with factual statements and get your information from factual sources. Which ties me to point number two: uh, don't devolve into hyperbole. Don't uh, subject yourself to uh, rumors or innuendo. Go with the fact, and those facts come from credible sources. And then finally, number three: don't don't lose your sense of humor. Right? We're all stuck inside. Uh, we're all kind of struggling to find out what we're going to do during this new normal, and this is the new normal, at least for the for the time being. Um, it's it's going to be tough to come back from this as a nation because when you go out to the store, when you go uh, even to to walk your dog or go for a jog, um, you're you're a threat to other people, and other people are a threat to you, and that's difficult to come back from. Um, even if somebody looks healthy, if somebody comes up to you, they could potentially harm you and harm people that you love. Uh, even family and friends can can be a threat, and it's tough to come back from that. So, so don't lose uh, that that sense of yourself. Don't lose your sense of humor. Uh, this this too shall pass. Uh, and then finally, um, this is probably all over Reddit, but I wanted to give you guys a scoop before I blast out uh, another uh, Ravens update. So we've we've talked a lot about uh, field training. Um, mm. You know, there was some uh, coas back and forth. Is it even going to be a thing? Is it still going? Um, as of yesterday, yes, field training is still a go. Uh, they had several uh, courses of action were was selected. Uh, one was selected by the Air Force ROTC Commander Colonel Bennett, and it was endorsed by General Nimai. So there are going to be two FTUs and five maxes, five maxes total in between the two FTUs. So uh, FTU one uh, kicks off the first of June, and then Max five ends uh, 19 August. So in between June and August, FT. Uh, uh, field training is still a go. Now, every time something comes out, something could change, right?、Uh, because the world is changing kind of quicker than、uh, than what we can keep up. But at this point,、uh, field training is mission critical. It's still a go. It's going to look different than previous years, and that's okay because、uh, what's what's going on with the world is different. But uh, uh, that is a reminder to all the 200s and 250s. Uh, to keep your head in the game, keep up with your fitness, keep up with your warrior knowledge, because just because we have some some time to ourselves and some time at home doesn't mean that they're gonna um, uh, ease up on you when you get to field training. So、uh, be ready. That's all I got. Awesome, excellent advice, sir. All, all right. right. What? We ready、That、to close、did. it off, Andamir? Yes, absolutely. So, All right, ladies and gentlemen.、Um, this has been the Depth Point Five podcast, brought to you by Cadet Major Stephen Ice Vandermeer and Cadet Major Jordan Spice Daly, with our special guests,、yeah. Lieutenant Colonel Kyle J. Smet and Cadet Captain Shrikant Devarajan.、Um, on the fourth of April, two thousand and twenty, signing off.